solo episode hi everyone this is the solo episode of my podcast because um i'm kind of tired of doing zoom interviews it's i think it's a little weird there are latency issues it's um and also i just kind of want to try this out i want to see if i can keep talking uh without too many pauses uh i don't know whether i'll edit this i think i'm just gonna see what happens talk for an hour see what happens and when you throw yourself into things sometimes you find that you just sort of catch a little lightning in a bottle, you know? A little Evian bottle that you shoplifted from the local supermarket. I'm doing free association already. Ooh, Evian bottle, local supermarket. Uh, uh, window, I'm looking at a window, I'm in my room. Oh no, I'm gonna throw myself through it like a Super Mario 64 painting. And I'm dead, I'm dead on the street. I am flattened by a car. I, I kind of survived the fall, um, I mean, my tibia was sticking out of my leg, but then a, a car came and, and sort of crushed my head under its uh, sort of thick wheels. <clears throat> I'm going to answer some questions that I requested on Twitter uh, a while ago. I just asked people, you know, ask a question, I need a data set for an episode of the podcast, and then I never really used it. Um, so I'm going to do that now. I'm going to read some of these and just use them as little prompts to keep me talking, keep the one-sided conversation going. Um, but I hope all of you guys are all right. I really do. Here's a question from uh, the Boston Strategizer at Double Dolby Doink. And it says, uh, for what do you yearn for? That's a good question. I, um... Hmm... Yearn implies that I don't have it already. I mean, I could say that I yearn for a continuation of my current pleasures, but I, I the, the joy of creation is nice. It's a very pure joy. Um, the sort of clicking together of words, of, of musical, um, a, a chain of musical notes, of anything. It's sort of this enzyme-like jigsaw, close-packing substrate and... Uh, enzyme, catalyst, energetic reaction, you are God, you are creating, you know, I mean, that's, that's nice, and it's, I think it's the purest joy there is, and it's not one that I've felt too much recently, um, you feel sort of small amounts of it, I mean, when you cook, you feel it, if you're making something nice, I mean, if you, if you, uh, tweet something vaguely funny, you feel it to a degree, but, you know, I'm looking for that profound shit. I want I want to I want to write the great the great East Anglian novel because that's where I live. I live in East Anglia now. Um I probably shouldn't tell you all where I live, though I did just give quite a wide broad region. Um Yeah, I uh, joy of creation. You know, I used to listen to a lot of um Mark Maron's podcast, uh WTF and all these sort of heterosexual male comedians on there would say that they got into stand-up to pursue women. Um, they were sort of nebbish, young, dorky guys, and, and they felt that getting on stage or being funny um, would be their ticket into uh, 
casual sex with um, easily impressed young ladies. And I think I would listen to that and feel, and as someone who kind of wanted to get into comedy as a child, I, I don't anymore really, but um, I, I found that very almost reassuring that I couldn't relate to it at all. I mean, no part of me wanted to be funny or to be funny in that sort of showbiz way um, to impress girls. I mean, I was um, only doing it because I thought comedy was cool and funny. Um, but then later on, what I realized was that my intentions weren't that pure. And actually, I just cared about sort of in, uh, like entering or um, what's the word? Uh, I don't know. Um, joining this circle of funny or talented or creative people. Um, so it was really about making friends, I guess. Uh, so I, I don't care. I, I, what, I, what I want is to is to feel the joy of creation purely. How how do we achieve this? How do we even how do we even get close to that? Oh my god! I feel like an idiot. All I care about is friends. It's hard to remove that social component out of fucking anything. How do you do it? I can't do it. Validation. You need validation. How do you? How do you purely gain? Sort of run on on internalized an internalized version of it. I mean, I I I can't even imagine a world where I'm doing things purely because I am. Purely for self-motivated reasons. I mean, I, I do anything, and I look at what other, how other people react to it, and I actually base my assessment of the thing's quality based on how people are assessing it. I, I, I don't even know what it would look like for me to do something and be entirely sort of self-sustainingly uh, impressed or. Um, supportive of myself I don't know what that would look like but that is the sort of idealized that's the sort of utopic 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 version of me that I want to sort of strive towards and everyone has to have there are certain things you know you can only approach them asymptotically you can only sort of reduce the distance between yourself and that idealized version of yourself um and you shouldn't I mean like perfection in general you, you should strive for it and you should also know that it's not attainable. Those two things are not, those two things are perfectly reconcilable. You know, you're going to be all right. Um, I'm going to take a sip of the iced coffee I made to really induce some kind of manic, uh, well, augment this sort of manic episode I'm having. So I can ride that high. Although maybe I shouldn't be saying manic i mean there are people who actually experience mania and who you know would probably find it quite annoying for me to describe sort of drinking a refrigerated caffeine drink and saying that i'm doing what they're doing even though i am just using sort of colorful language um then again i probably shouldn't say hi either there are plenty of people with drug problems who would probably take umbrage uh with the fact that i say that i mean like you know these 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 issues break families apart and um, maybe I shouldn't be saying it so flippantly. Um, then again, 
I probably shouldn't say ride, ride that high. I mean, there are loads of jockeys who uh, work their whole lives to be professional riders. And who am I to say that I'm I'm doing what they're doing? You know. Then again, why why should I? I shouldn't say I. There are plenty of people who are way more self-conscious than than me. You know, Um, who spend so much time obsessing over themselves and this sort of illusion of duality between uh, the sort of quote-unquote entity that they are and the world around them, you know. Maybe I shouldn't do that. I'm going to go to the next question, um, but that was that was a good... That was a solid. Uh, how long was that? Let me just uh, open up the time to see how how long I'm I'm going. I've I've gone for nine minutes. I need to go for another fifty-one fucking minutes. Are you kidding me? Oh God! Is this entertaining? Are you still listening to this? You fucking idiot! What are you doing? You could be outside. You could be doing anything. You could be. I I hope you're at least like dishwashing. You're at your dishwasher job and you're listening to this. If you're fucking just listening to this in your spare time, you are an idiot. And that goes for any episode I put out. You are an idiot. I I hate you. I don't actually hate you, especially if you're giving me money. Um, but you know, I am bewildered when some when people like text me about having listened to it. Um, even friends. When friends text me and say, "Hey, I enjoyed an episode of your podcast," I, inter- I obviously externally say thank you, but internally I'm going, "You, you don't have to do that. It's fine. I, you know, I love you. There's no, you don't have to um, support me in this way. I would never expect this of you, and I would hope that you wouldn't expect it of me. Uh, I'm not listening to your podcast. That's that's. I'm sure as hell ain't listening to your podcast. That's for sure. <clears throat> I probably am. I'm. I'm. You know, I'm I'm a sucker for I'm a sucker for a little bit of comedy in my ears, a little ladle, a little bit of hot honey into my ear. Talk about uh, talk about uh, you know, what if a guy was you know a sort of tree? What if the tree from Lord of the Rings was on the? Uh, what if the tree from Lord of the Rings had a sort of regional accent uh, from? you know, one of the municipalities, uh, <clears throat> what if the tree from Lord of the Rings was playing air guitar in, uh, uh, Chucky, uh, next question, uh, we're going for, let me, let me find them again, I keep losing them, um, and that's, I really do hope that this, <sighs> you know, entertains, uh, what superpower do you want to have? What superpower do I want to have? I want to be a. I want to be a mother. I want a belly full of children that I fucking shoot out onto the floor like, uh, like like one of those tennis ball machines that they use to train uh, Wimbledon players, just shooting out children. Uh, and then he's hitting it back. No, they're not. They're not getting hit. I'm shooting them into my living room, and uh, which I've baby-proofed, so they're not getting hurt. Um, and I want to be a mother because mothers are real. They're the superheroes of our time, in my in my opinion. I want curlers in my hair. I want a labia. 
<laughs> I want I want a um what do I want? I want I want a dressing gown. I don't want to work. I want to be a stay-at-home mother. And I want to nurture small children. I want to show them right from wrong. I want to teach them to be anti-racist. I want to um get my nails did. I want to uh I want to uh have a sort of episiotomy. Um I want to uh I want a sports bra that I never use. I want to watch reality television and say that I'm doing it ironically, even though I'm not. I want a hobby. I want to uh, write a... I want to do a, like vanity self-publish physical copies of a book I've written. I want to um, become heavily involved in my children's school, like, you know, like administration, if I can, I'll be like the president of the mums. I don't know. I don't know how common that is. Um, I want all those things and more. I want to be a mother. I want to, I want to um, sustain various injuries from chopping up uh, vegetables in the kitchen. I want to have a husband who enforces sort of draconian gender roles. Uh, I want a small i want a different husband who um is very progressive and um insists on you know doing 50 50 going 50 50 on chores and uh cooking for me every now and then and you know i want to balance between the two husbands because the first husband is quite good at, at fucking me um if i'm being honest he's like he just he knows where what to do and it's not that it's nothing to do with like the size of his thingy it's just he knows where to put it he's hitting that sort of uh ser like serrated area of my of my sort of of the of the inside of me um you know sort of that rough like corrugated area um he he's hitting it um I've been thinking about, you know, like killing myself and not in a weird, like depressive way. I think, I think everyone's got experience with waiting on a train station platform and thinking, oh, I could just jump in front of this next one. I can see it coming through and I could just step forward a couple of times and I'd land on the tracks and it would sort of cave my head in. I would die. A lot of people mistake that for an intrusive thought about um, that sort of indicates mental illness or depression. I I don't know. I think it's a creative compulsion to prod at these sort of paper thin borders, but borders no paper thin mm, barriers around us that we that look a lot stronger than they are, and to figure out what it what exactly is stopping us from doing something insane these like deceptively um weak societal walls this social this sort of social like m such mild social pressure is what keeps us from doing something uh mind-blowingly insane you know 
I uh, so I've been thinking about that. I'm gonna answer another question. <laughs> Is the upkeep of the Twitter account hard work? From Pink Kudu. That last question. Wait, the, what was the question before that? I don't really remember. Oh, that that was from Harley Baghdad. Anyway, this next question from Pinkudu. Is the upkeep of your Twitter account hard work? No. It isn't. My team are very diligent, very good people who share the responsibility. Uh, I've hired 18 um, uh, people from the global south. Uh, I've outsourced the work. Uh, so any tweet you see pretty much now is is made by um, a guy in uh, Sri Lanka who, uh, you know, has really honed my style. Um, so, you know, the, the sort of uh, things I write every sort of 78 hours that are overly wordy and sort of lame and not funny... That's made by my friend my Michael. That's not his real name, but he lives in, in yeah, like I said, in Sri Lanka, and he's 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 really working hard. And I pay them all a living wage, um, and uh, it's just really made my life easier. Uh, I've been making so much money from uh, tweeting that I just feel comfortable doing that, and I no longer get so stressed about it. Because they've they've got it they've got it going on they're they're doing well. Anyway, next question: How have you been lately? From King of Outcasts, how have I been? How have I been? I've been fine. I I I don't know. I it's it's hard to get a gauge on how you've been sometimes um, because it's kind of like as soon as you. Trying to describe how you are sometimes, it's like searching for um, shadows with a flashlight, you know, as soon as you turn your attention towards the way you feel, it kind of, it grows very blurry, it grows very amorphous, it's it's hard to exactly pinpoint what's going on, especially while you're in the throes of it. Um, maybe a better analogy would be sort of, it's harder to get a grip on societal trends while they're happening, you know, uh, I, I you have to wait a couple of decades before, and you know what I fucking I fucking hate. That's why I fucking hate everyone who be, tries to do cultural criticism now um, about the times they're currently living in. Because it's like there's no way that you are really nailing this. I I really don't buy it, and I don't like that everyone has a sort of compulsion to do it. Um, Wait a few years, see see what happens. Everyone's always going like, well, you know, I really haven't read a book that really nails what's going on right now. And it's like, it might have been written, uh, just give it some time. Let let it float to the surface, you little dingus. Why do why do we continually make this mistake of thinking that like these, these times we're living in are uniquely bad or uniquely uh, anything? It's just, I think every year is the same. Every single year has been the exact same, and everything's happened every single year. Every year the president dies, every year um, there's a war, every year um, the Berlin Wall falls down. That's that's what's happening. In fact, not just every year, every fucking second of every day, a new Berlin Wall falls down in your mind, and, 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 and in real life, physically, the Berlin Wall falls down, presidents die, get shot in the head, fall in the shower have an anvil dropped on them, 
by a uh, anthropomorphic coyote uh and it is it's happening okay there are dentists <laughs> there are de- <laughs> i don't know where my mind why my mind went there there are dentists on the street pulling teeth from uh out of uh random children every day okay I can't even do the non sequitur about wanting to kill myself. I've wasted that. Uh, I don't know. Do I say another non sequitur? I'm living across from a uh, retirement home. And I was asking my friend the other day what what job I should get. And uh, they said I should just pretend to be a grandson, walk into the retirement home and zip between senile um, geriatrics collecting pocket money. And uh, I thought that was cute. That was a good idea. It's a shame that the staff would definitely catch on to that because, you know, I'm not above it. I'm not above going in there and collecting my collecting my change. I'd be great at it. I'd, you know, oh, hi, Grandma. Hi. Hi, Grandma. You know, hi. I'm talking to a um, old Jamaican woman. Hi, Grandma. It's me. Your grandson. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, you know, you know how it is. <clears throat> how do we ever really know what other people are thinking? You don't. Get over it. This is like the perfection thing. People get people are getting too um you don't even know that other people exist really. It doesn't really matter. This is is the solipsism problem. Don't worry about it. Stop thinking yourself into a fly bottle. You're fine, you know? What why why focus on the unanswerable question uh you know, like, how do I know that when I close my eyes, the world doesn't disappear? disappear? It's like, you don't. You've deliberately chosen a question you can't answer, and you've chosen to fixate on it. Don't worry about it. You're good. You're going to be all right. Uh, the, the, your, your local supermarket has a sale on Twixes at the moment. Go get some. The white chocolate ones are surprisingly nice. Um, there are plenty of answerable questions in the world. Choose one that you, I mean, like, I, I get it. I, I totally get why, why you as a person would fixate on the things that are unanswerable, you know? Um, and I don't know, there's some fun in it, but you shouldn't ever, ever let it sort of (laughs) worsen your life. I mean, it seems I did it. I did it all the time. And now that I'm a genius 23-year-old who doesn't have any problems in his life, I, I know that I was just being a little bit silly. How do you know what other people are thinking? Well, a thought ray, by the way. You can use mind-reading techniques. Um, watch Doctor Strange a few times. You might sort of pick some up. Um, that is based on real stuff that happened in real life. So watch that. Have a look at the person next to you in the cinema, because they're still screening Doctor Strange in the cinema. Uh, look at the sort of old, strange man next to you, and see if you can see what he's thinking. His penis might be out, by the way. He might have a hard, erect, throbbing member sticking out of his uh, jean shorts. Look at that. If you can't tell what that guy's thinking, you don't deserve to live. All right, I think that was a pretty holistic answer i think i covered the two angles you could attack it from um 
Next question. Would you encourage someone to move to London or a surrounding area? A surrounding area. What do you love about the place and what makes you want to cause a tragedy in an important building? I'd like to cause a tragedy in uh, my house, my parents' house in London. I'd like to do that. I don't know why I said that. I, I, that, I don't mean it. Mother, if you're listening, I, I love you deeply. Um, would you encourage someone to move to London? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. It's pretty expensive and uh, there isn't really... As far as expensive cities go, there isn't much going on. Um, right, so obviously I'm from London, innit? I'm from London, it's a mad thing, you know, raw, like we need a poo in it, he from, he's, he's, I'm walking through the ends like piglet, you know, carry me in her pouch like roo, raw, hey, <clears throat> come on now, you know, I'm not squeamish, I'm not squeamish, you know, uh, like easily startled and that, I'm not squeamish, pee on me baby. Um, okay next one what is best in life what is best in life I don't know am I meant to know what what is best in life like you know resting your head on a loved one's shoulder holding a frog in your hands um, making a a very sort of simple breakfast sandwich that tastes quite good because you use parsley you know and it made you feel distinguished uh looking at a painting that genuinely evokes an emotion in you that's nice um a morning coffee pretty good that sort of ache you get after that sort of dull throbbing low ache in your legs for example after going to the gym and having showered and lying down on a soft surface. That's quite nice. Um, new sheets. After you've replaced them, just lying down on your bed after having replaced the sheets. That's pretty good. Um, I don't know, cutting your nails. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. That's not nice at all. Um Freshly cut nails? No, it's not great. We're eating... Uh, yeah, I'm repeating myself now. Seeing a rare bird. Maybe. I'm not sure about that either. New socks. That's pretty nice. Alright, next question. How old were you when you lost it? That could be interpreted multiple ways, but I'm not going to be crass. Uh, when I lost my mind, is that is that what you mean? I don't know. I haven't lost my mind. I'm actually pretty normal. And um, it would be a stolen valor thing for me to pretend like I am somehow unhinged, truly unhinged, you know. Because I would feel bad about that, and I don't want to be that that sort of like... I don't want to be cashing in on a sort of genuine issue genuine issue genuine thing that many people struggle with you know so you're a piece of shit for asking that question and i might have to come to your house and do a little maintenance work if you know what i mean i might have to tie you to a chair and 
um, crush your toes with a hammer one by one, if you know what I mean. I might have to grab you by the neck and sort of squeeze until I see the veins uh, pop out of your forehead and watch you sort of grow redder and redder and redder and purple and purple and purple and green and green and then you're growing and you're you sort of burst out of your clothes and you're the hulk now and you're holding me down and you know making me sort of smell your feet and stuff and um you're sort of tearing my clothes off as well and pushing my head into the pillow and uh um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna next next question uh right so once again i've accidentally lost the questions and lost the momentum of that thing what what do you guys think about uh the middle east you think it's is that is that real you know is there even a middle east when i close my eyes is there is does the middle east disappear or was it always gone you know i've never seen it right next question is uh do i have adhd by the way, I, that was a liter- that was a literal quote that the person was saying. Do they have ADHD? The answer is, I don't know. The internet's given everyone sort of low level uh, attention, a low level attention disorder that seems pretty indistinguishable from ADHD. I I, I don't know. Um, if I read a list of of ADHD symptoms, I experience almost all of them pretty strongly. Uh, so I don't even know what, I would never say I have it, but, um, I don't know why I'm talking about myself, even though you're the one that asked and I'm sorry, I wish I knew. I think maybe you should, if you can go without the meds, you should do it. That's my advice. Americans have no idea how like insane it is, the degree to which their country is medicated and the degree to which they're all popping pills you know um to to the point where like everyone sort of there are all these like viral posts about like making sort of progressive points about adhd and the stigmatization and the sort of um of the way they take that medication stuff which don't get me wrong you know you should um take it if you need it but if you can even slightly go without it you probably fucking should i mean that stuff isn't good for you don't don't pop that stuff you know if you don't need it anyway what's it like being you is a question from uh this human being well thank you for asking uh i've been i've been waiting for this you know all day i just spend hoping that someone's going to ask me what it's like being me because it's such a unique experience it's, it's such a unique experience and um firstly what it's like being me is i like to take a sip of iced coffee to maintain my energy levels um secondly what it's like being me is i'm sitting on a bed sort of facing a reflection of myself in a mirror that is broken um Thirdly, there's a laundry basket to my sort of north uh, west. Fourth, 
there is a drying rack with a few clothes on it to the northeast. Fifth, I am overtaken by an unusual amount of emotion at times like these. Uh, it's as volatile as it gets. I'm I'm usually pretty level-headed, so it's not crazy or anything. But even just this level of ebbing between extremes is is unusual for me. Sixth, uh, I have a sort of cut on my scrotum that is sort of swelling and leaking black fluid. Seventh, um, the room is a sort of light muted grey that is sort of a little sterile, a little sort of rehab centre, you know. Um, I don't know what I would paint it, maybe sort of yellow? If I could, which I won't. I'm very happy to keep this sort of dull colour that does not inspire too much in me. Eighth. I am just my... I can sort of... If I really close my eyes and sit still for a moment and focus on what's happening inside me, I feel like I can feel my hair grow. I can feel the slight tug at each follicle as every individual strand of hair is sort of pushed through like Play-Doh through a particular shape of hole, you know. I feel that within myself and I feel a sort of light internal bleeding I feel ideas swimming around in my cranium. I feel snot at the back of sort of clogging my sinuses, you know. I feel love. It's sort of as though a puppeteer is sort of tugging at my heart. Pulling it upwards slightly. I feel digestion. I feel peristalsis pushing food through me. I feel itches around my uh, person, in my feet, sort of in my forearm, my right forearm at the back of one of my knees on the side of my glands and under my eye and in my nose which I'll scratch now um, most of those itches will go unattended like a crying baby with forward-thinking parents That's what it's like to be me. Every single day of every single year of every single decade of my life. New question. Do you ever skydive? No. No. 
No. I don't really have any desire to either. Um, free fall through the sky. You know, I'm sure it's great. You know, there's something about sort of these magnanimous experiences in this sort of internet age where it's almost like if I were living in the 1800s, climbing Everest, climbing a huge mountain would be such a divine, sublime thing to do, you know? It would it would fuel me for years on end. Now I feel like if I climbed Everest and looked down, I'd say, oh, this looks like a screensaver. This looks like that thing that pops up on my computer when I don't use it for five minutes, you know? Um, same with skydiving. It's like, oh, no, this looks indistinguishable from, like, a YouTube video that I saw once. And, you know, obviously it would feel different. Something would happen. But uh, I think I'd be in my head. I really do. I think these magnanimous, huge, grandiose things are reduced slightly in in this in this time and i actually and I, and actually seeing the magnanimous and the beautiful and the sublime in small things might be the way to go you know i know that the things that have really felt big for me have not been um like these insane huge film set piece you know uh travels that I've done it's been a, a touch with someone I like it's been you know um waking up on a nice day to the sounds of birdsong you know it's it's been that it's been that so don't ask me if I skydive you idiot is it better to have loved and lost or to have never loved at all Oh my, I don't know. Why are you asking me that? I'm I'm probably the the worst equipped to uh, to answer that in the world. Um, I think you know. I really uh, when my cousin was a child, he got chastised for uh, biting his friend's mum, and his parents put his PlayStation on a high shelf, and he wasn't allowed to use it anymore. Um, how, and that kind of relates to the question because it's like he loved he loved that PlayStation and they took it away. Um, so if you've loved, people know your weaknesses. So that's my advice. Uh, don't assume any level of vulnerability. Don't like anything, you know. And you will be strong. You will be like a, a Soviet tank. Oh my, I'm going to take another sip. And look at a new question. The thing is, my phone keeps turning off and it does break the flow a little. It's a shame. If I picked you up, if I picked you up from school and I was crying, would you assume, assume the worst? Um, yes, mum, I would. Uh, because uh, I haven't really... I can't remember if I've ever seen you cry before. And if you did it during such a banal interaction, I'd I'd certainly, you know, be taken aback at least. Assume the worst is strong. I mean, I don't know. 
No, because the worst is, you know, the sun is going to engulf us all right now. You know, I wouldn't assume that. I'd probably just assume you uh, stubbed your toe or dad's dead. I don't know. It's not the worst. It, it, it can... These are these are these are all things we can work through. Who is the largest guy you ever met? Good question, and I wouldn't know how to answer that. I don't think I've met. I've seen large guys. Um, I don't know that. I don't meet that many. There was there were there were a couple of people who owned a um, independent bookshop around the corner from where I grew up. Um, which became defunct as all as all independent bookshops tend to tend to do but um they were pretty large they were pretty big really big and they would walk their dog um it was like their dog was walking them you know but they read and that that's good i hope, I hope they're all right i wonder if they're alive um I miss that. That that bookshop became a uh, dry cleaners, I think. Um, yeah, crying shame. I had to go to the library instead when I was a kid. But that that was cool. I liked that. Libraries are good for graphic, for comics, you know, like uh, collected comics. Because those things are really expensive. Um, and you finish them in like uh, three hours if you want. So it's like, or less than that even um so you can just go to a library and and get through like four of them in an afternoon uh so that's what i would do i used to do it when i when i worked i would take extended lunch breaks because i didn't have much to do um and I would just go to the local library and read through these graphic novels. There was there were some good ones. My my main sort of and I say graphic novel, I know it's frowned upon. Um my the comic I really liked was this thing called Epileptic by David B. It was a French comic about um a piece of autofiction about uh this guy's epileptic brother and his parents taking them to or like subjecting the entire family to uh like these holistic medicines ways of life in in efforts to cure his brother it's very it's really good and beautifully drawn um another one that's really good there was one what was it called the guy who made astro boy uh wrote one about a disease that turns people into these dog creatures that was a good one as well kirihito something something check it out uh i don't know anymore Uh, this is this is an interesting podcast i mean there's still like 15 more than 15 minutes left so i don't know what i'm even going to do for the remainder of this um the energy has been sort of on a steady decrease since the beginning of this uh and i don't really know i don't is this good can you guys let me know if this is good? I'm just going to leave it up because, you know, I'm not even going to edit it, I don't think. Because that would require me to go over time and record maybe an hour and 20 minutes. And I don't want to do that. Uh, what I'd love to do is... I'm trying to spend less time on this, funnily enough. Because A, it's probably best to 
hone this skill of really getting it right in an hour um, and not depending on the um, uh, prospect of me editing it after the fact, you know, editing together like extended amounts of footage. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. It's It's good to get it right. Sorry, I'm just babbling now, and I think that I should go to the next question. I, I did a weird accent there for a second. All right. <clears throat> what is your order at McDonald's? Ooh. I haven't been to McDonald's in a while, but my order is I order the staff around. I pretend to be the manager. I say, hey, you've been slacking. Go over there. Cook me a burger, you little scamp, rapscallion. Cook me a hot dog. Could be 15 hot dogs made and coat them in wax, candle wax. Um, don't worry about it. It's to preserve them. I don't want them now. Coat my hot dog in candle wax. L- let it dry. Let it dry. What am I paying you for? Let it dry and then hand it to me. Hand it to me. I'm going to put it between my legs in the car. And if the candle wax melts and burns my labia again, again, I'm going to sue your ass. I'm going to sue the company of McDonald's. Because I'm a mother, I'm a superhero. And if the candle wax on this hot dog coats my clitoris and makes it harder for me to um, have pleasurable sex and have be stimulated by my husband, I'm going to sue your ass. I'm going to sue your ass if the candle wax from this hot dog uh, sort of g- gets in my sort of taint area and it can't the nerve endings are blocked off and I can't have good sex with my with either of my two husbands um, I have many children that I'm raising and it's just going to make things so inconvenient if the candle wax sort of hit sort of surrounds the op- like my urethra um, and makes you know like it harder to <clears throat> That's, so that would be my McDonald's order. Um, next question. What animal would you bring back from extinction? Hmm. Uh, what, like dodo? I don't know. I don't, I don't know many extinct animals. All the dinosaurs. Pick one. Throw a, put them all on a dartboard and throw a dart at it. And make sure you don't hit my brother who is standing next to the dartboard and sort of smiling ominously. Make sure you don't nail my brother right between the eyes with a dart. Um, Because he doesn't really understand social cues and thinks it's appropriate to sort of stare at you while you and I are having a normal conversation that doesn't include him, that he wasn't invited to, um, about like what animal I would resurrect. A perfectly just normal conversation. Why is he here? Make sure you don't hit his eyeball with a dart you know make sure you don't sort of wait till his mouth is slightly open because he's breathing in because he does he breathes through his mouth he breathes and out he breathes out through his mouth as well and you make sure you don't wait for him to do that and throw a dart and hit his uvula you hit his uvula and he throws up and throws up blood and uh, the spaghetti he had uh, half an hour before visiting us that he made for himself. Way too much spaghetti. Like eight, two, one and a half t- 
Tupperwares of, of spaghetti that he meal prepped um, two months ago. Make sure you don't hit him, because if you do, I might just have to shake your hand, and you don't want me touching you. I'll tell you that much. So that's what animal I'd... Yeah, I'd, I'd bring back an animal. <clears throat> What's the difference between an idiot and a moron? Uh... I'm trying to think about like semantically. I mean, those are both those both used to be clinical terms, right? I mean, like they had rigorous definitions that probably differed slightly. I think it was just like an IQ thing. Um, idiot had a certain was within a certain range, and moron was in another. What I'd, <clears throat> but now we're living in new times, and uh, they're just insults now. So. I'd say, when would I say idiot? You fucking idiot. Um, I wouldn't say moron when I'm truly angry at someone. I wouldn't say it in the heat of passion. Moron's funnier to me. I'd say, like, what a moron. Or, like, if I'm mildly irritated and just want to, and I, but I still have the lucidity to put certain flares on my, on my, on the words I'm using and, and the language and the sentences, then I might use moron. Idiot is a truly, I'm angry. I'm saying, I'm like, I don't have time to think much um, about what I'm saying. I just loose it out. I loose it, throw it out. I'd say idiot. Um, semantics are strange. We're, we're all quite good at intuiting these sort of very vague and these very vague but precise at the same time rules about what we're, the words we use and how we understand them. We don't give ourselves enough credit for how intricate our language systems are and how subtle the observations, or how subtle the rules are that we are all manipulating very adeptly, you know. So pat yourself on the back right now. You're you're a good no re, no seriously actually do it. If you've listened this far, you can the very least you could do is follow my instructions. Pat yourself on the back. Put a finger in your nose. Take it out. That's you shouldn't have done that. Um, maybe open your mouth and sort of start breathing <laughs> okay you can stop um, sit up fix your posture um, think about things you might be grateful for like family members you love and you wish maybe you wish you'd known better think about where you stand in the world think about the way the air touches your skin Think about whether you can feel it at all. Sort of try and, in your mind, forget that you're wearing clothes. Okay, thank you for playing along with that. <clears throat> I don't know that there are any more questions. Those were the ones I highlighted, um, which implies that the ones that are left aren't going to be as fruitful for me to answer, you know. Um, 
Let's have a look though. Um, you think dogs can tell that seals are a different animal? Or do they just think they're dog mermaids? Uh, hmm. Well, you know, I I don't even I don't even know. Seals don't look like dogs, like in the front. It's not like um It's not like seal like it's not like seals are half dog. They they don't have any legs, front legs. They don't have um a dog shaped face really. Like animals are good at recognizing the faces of their peers, you know, uh, dogs, no, dogs will not think that seals are a dog mermaid. Um, this is the end. This is, I'm trying to keep it real entertaining here by answering this question seriously. You know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Dogs. Yeah. It's going to think it's a mermaid. Oh, come on. All right. It's quite sunny outside, you know, the weather's nice, and I'm inside recording this by myself. I'm talking to myself into a, into a microphone. Um, uh, this isn't even good. This isn't good. What am I doing with my life? Jesus Christ. Oh, I remember why I'm doing this, because I get a little bit of money for it. You happy now? I'm doing this for financial gain, even though the financial gain is a, a pittance. It's a pittance, but, it, you know... Relative to the amount of work I'm putting into it is actually quite a nice amount. It's a good chunk and it, it contributes to my rent. So thank you to all the uh, people patronizing me, you know, literally not as in condescending, but um, being my patrons, you know, giving me a little bit of money every month. That's very nice of you. Um, I don't know why you do it. I truly don't know why you do it, but I'm happy. I'm happy you do. Um all of you, here's the thing, here's a little unsaid, unspoken Patreon reward. If you if you give me money, you can come stay at my house. You can come to East Anglia, Eastern England, and stay in the house I'm staying in. I have a pull-out uh, mind. <laughs> I have a pull-out head, and I pull it out, and I, I die. Um, no, I have, a, I have a mattress under my bed. I'll pull it out, I'll give it to you. And you can keep the mattress. That's the other Patreon reward. And also, Patreon reward, you can come over here and you can... Uh, what can you do? You can sort of plunge... You can stab me a little bit. <laughs> you can you can take one of the knives from my kitchen and sort of insert it just below the skin. Not in an area with a lot of veins or arteries. Maybe like my rump. I won't gain any kind of pleasure, sexual or otherwise, from this. You can... Put the knife and dig it sort of into my rump a little bit, like maybe a quarter of an inch maximum. Uh, cut me up a little bit. I mean, you're not paying much, let's be honest. If you pay a lot, if you give me like 20 bucks a month, you can uh, cut off a little bit of one of my fingers. You can do that and you can keep you can keep it or you can throw it away. I mean, maybe... It, I, it depends on what you want, you know, like, uh, are you looking for a, a relic, a kind of souvenir, or are you just satisfied with having caused me pain, you know? Um, you can, yeah, cut off a little bit of my finger, just like the tip, to the point where, like, no one would notice that I have a bit of my finger missing. I hope I'm making that clear. Just a little bit of my finger, you know? And you can pick the finger, it doesn't really matter. Preferably not on my left hand because I use that to press strings down on a guitar when I 
do play it. Um, but you know, you can do it on my right hand, no problem. Um, but you can also, you can do it on my left hand. Who am I kidding? It'll heal over, you know, if you're giving me 20 bucks a month, you can, um, you can pull some of my hair out if you like, that'll hurt, uh, like off the top of my head. You can, um, poke me in the eye once and with not, uh, not in a way that would cause permanent damage. You can sort of graze my eye with your finger if you like. Um, as for rewards that don't involve causing me pain, I, I, it's hard because I would assume that that's like a good, that's a solid reward. You can hit me over the head with a baking tray. That always makes a satisfying noise, even though it's not immensely painful. You can, um, you can spray deodorant into my mouth. You can, um, okay, non, a non-pain reward. You can, I'll cook you a meal. How about that? I'll cook you a genuinely nice meal. You have to pay a little bit. You have to contribute a little bit for it, though. And I'll go and I'll buy. I make a mean carbonara. I'll make a few. How about that? I'm really floundering at the moment. But here's the thing: this podcast thing, and it's something I I feel is useful, is that I'm making something that's kind of bad and uh, in in the public eye. You know, it's a profoundly humbling humiliating uh (laughs) endeavor and i think maybe elements of it will carry over you know um like maybe this is what i need because when you're when you're a teenager you can it's very easy to pick up skills because you are deluded. You think you're good when you're not. And there's a reason that there's a certain type of person who knows a lot about art, an archetype, I'm saying, who knows a lot about art, has very developed opinions on art, um, and who can talk about it, can pontificate about media for days, but can't make anything, has no creative ability. And that's because they know too much about it without having any of the skill set and they're an adult now. So if they ever try to make something, they're immediately confronted with how, with the degree to which it pales in comparison to all the stuff they like. So those people are something I've always wanted to avoid becoming. But generally being an, an adult is like that because you you are aware you're way more aware of what you like you're way more aware of um uh how bad you are at things as soon as you start trying to do them so getting past that mindset maybe it's an ego thing you know anyway the point is this is terrible and i'm proud of how terrible it is uh and on that note i guess I guess I'll leave you. I'm not actually proud of how terrible it is, but I think it's a useful ugliness, and I think the discomfort it causes me might be productive. I'll have to see. This has been me, over and out. If you listen this far, you are clinically insane. Have a good day.